seeing our badge on their jerseys and seeing this male-dominated arena uh, having a woman, a, a brand that's known for being women-led is so exciting to see. Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years, over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Abbott, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolster, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes, and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. And we're also on Spotify now, so you can find us there. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at SB Radio. We've been named a top 50 followed by Forbes.com for three consecutive years. And on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Well, thanks for joining us on this week's edition of Sports Business Radio. This is a topic I've wanted to cover for a while. Haven't gotten around to it, but we are today. Alex Williamson, the chief brand officer of the dating app Bumble, is going to join us. I was really interested to see they have the jersey patch on the L.A. Clippers jerseys, and they also have a partnership with tennis legend and iconic female athlete Serena Williams. Uh, Griggs, this is going to be an interesting conversation today. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am. And it's just this developing era of everything being social and everything being online. It's crazy how, you know, even dating, meeting people, and this is more than just dating too. It's social networking. It's, you know, friendships and, and stuff like that too. And it's just crazy how you can do so much on your phone and really meet people closely. Yeah. And like you said, this is more than just a dating app. There's Bumble BFF to meet new friends. There's Bumble Biz and a Bumble Fund where Bumble Fund and Serena Ventures have partnered to empower uh, women's businesses. This was a staggering stat to me when I was doing uh, research for this show. Female entrepreneurs only get 2% hmm. of venture funding. That is horrible. Crazy. And good for Bumble and good for Serena Williams for doing things to empower women-owned businesses and getting them on the map and, and funding them because 2%, that's embarrassing. That is a shocking stat. I was not, I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that being that low. And it's cool, too, how they're they're aggressive in the marketing. You know, they're out there with the NBA teams, they're with Serena, they're, they're out there punching it out and you're getting to know it, which is cool. I think it's going to help them. Joining me on the Blinder guest line is Alex Williamson, the chief brand officer of Bumble. Blinder is the way high-performance teams connect their talent with the media and fans. It lets communications managers provide unprecedented access to their athletes, entertainers, and executives while respecting everyone's privacy and time. Blinder makes phone calls magic. Request a demo today at blinderhq.com backslash SB radio. My guest is Alex Williamson. She is the chief brand officer for Bumble. You can find Alex on Instagram at Williamson. And you can find Bumble on Twitter or Instagram at Bumble. Bumble is the women-first social networking app with over 55 million users. The app connects people across dating, friendship, and professional networking. Alex, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm doing so well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for making the time to join us. I know you've been with Bumble since the beginning 
in 2014. Can you share with us kind of those early days and how Bumble became a company? I, yeah, I have been with Bumble since the beginning. Um, I actually joined to help launch it after our CEO and founder, Whitney Hurd, and her business partner, Andre Andreev, uh, came up with the concept. And, um, and so I've been at it since the beginning. I, I joined the team um, early on to help with the college ambassador program and actually launching Bumble Dallas and then swiftly moved into doing all of our copy uh, content and social. So came up with the personality and voice behind the brand. Um, and in the beginning days, I mean, it was all about hustle. It, everything that we did, uh, we would work during the day and, and then we would go out at night and get people to download word of mouth, uh, bar to bar, restaurant to restaurant. And, um, seeing where it's come, you know, over 55 million users in four and a half years has been such an exciting thing to be a part of. I mean, it's incredible to think that you're you're doing all that hustle and now, like you said, 55 million users. I think you're in 150 countries across the world. Yeah. Um, and the thing I really like about your app is it's not just about dating. It's also friendship and professional networking. You've got Bumble BFF. You've got Bumble Biz and your Bumble Fun. We can talk about those in a minute. But at what point did you say, you know what, we're not just going to be a dating app. We're also going to be friendship and professional networking as well. You know, from the beginning, Whitney's vision was always to be more than a dating app. She originally wanted to create a platform that, that she had named Mercy that would have been all pre-generated compliments for women to give each other to really end the, the girl-on-girl hate that, that has been so rampant in society for so long. And um, and it, it actually, mani- we, we like to say that it manifested itself in Bumble. So we launched BFF in 2016, um, when actually not only were we, we thinking about the fact that we'd all moved to Austin and didn't have a lot of friends, but also, <laughs> um, you know, our users were asking us for this feature. They wanted to, they maybe met a significant other on the platform or were moving and, and we kept hearing we wish there were Bumble for friends too. Um, which is actually where the name BFF came from, Bumble for Friends. Um, and then we we planned to move past that and really get into professional networking. And it was something that, you know, we wanted to, to bring our users into a, into a space where they could do swipe-based networking because they were so familiar with that with that technology um, and, and using a platform in that way. And so um we actually in, in the beginning decided that we wanted to put women in control on biz as well um just given the amount of times that women are inundated on professional networks with you know inappropriate pickup lines and you know going on going out for a work drink or a work coffee and feeling like they're on a date so we wanted to change that and then we we actually created women only biz as well for women to network and um, but bumble i can tell you this bumble was not founded to put either like any gender ahead of one another it was just to equal the playing field so that relationships would begin on a more respectful note no i think it's great and i actually think it's what separates you from any of the other dating apps that are out there even though we just discussed you're more than just a dating app but the women are in charge mindset and that the women make the first move maybe you could explain to people who aren't familiar with Bumble or who haven't used the app before, how that women go first, women are in charge mindset works with the app. I can tell you how the mindset works with the app, and I can also tell you how the mindset works person to person. Um, so with the app, 
when you're on our platform, you can use our three different verticals, and that's date, BFF, and biz. And it's important to note that if you're married or in a relationship, you can absolutely use Bumble. You can hide dating in the setting, and it's time-stamped so that you're held accountable for the last time that date was actually on your phone, on, on the product. Um, and so when you get in, we'll, we'll say you get into date, um, you start scrolling through the matches left and right. If you're in, if you aren't interested, you, you move left. If you're interested, you move right. And then once you both mutually opt in to matching with each other. Um, so it's serendipitous. You're never, you know, nobody will ever know that you were interested in speaking with them unless you both match. The woman at that point then has to make the first move in 24 hours and the man has to reply within 24 hours to that first move. And we have conversation starters in the app as well because we what we realize is that in four and a half years, we've normalized the behavior of women making the first move, but it still is a new concept. So we have a lot of conversation starters for women to use as well. That's great. Uh, you guys have a really, I, I love, I know you help with overseeing uh, social media and like we said, you're the chief brand officer. You have an interesting, cheeky, somewhat edgy voice on social media, in my opinion. How did you yeah. go about finding that voice? Because a lot of companies don't really know what voice to find. And I think you guys do a really good job. And again, I think it separates you from everyone else. Thank you so much. So in the beginning, um, I can tell you a story that's actually it's a, it's a pretty funny anecdote to the way that the social came about. Um, there were three, there were four of us total, including Whitney, who were working on launching Bumble. And in the beginning, it was all photos of just Bumble merch. And there was actually one photo that went up and it was, it was, uh, two brownies that were supposed to be bees. And it said Beady Crocker. <laughs> and I was like, can I just try something? And so I, I took over that and started doing it actually was one of the first brands that we, we utilized memes. And and this was prior to really anybody else doing that. Um, it became sort of meme-driven content, but from a woman's perspective. Hmm. So it was not any of the, it wasn't really male humor, but it was relatable. Both men and women were relating to the content. Um, but it was really, you know, we were an app that was geared towards normalizing women going after what they want in their relationships and also making a dating app something that people wanted to be associated with, which at the time when we first launched, nobody really wanted to be associated with dating apps. You know, I remember so many of the original bios saying things like, we'll just tell people that we met through friends or we met at a bar or whatever. We had to create a, a brand that people wanted to be associated with because it really is a great tool for people to meet. It just gives you accessibility and ease of meeting, you know, other people when you're so busy living your life and, um, and so that voice came about really from gathering, it was a lot of my own personal stories and a lot of my friends' stories and really taking on um, what it felt like to date in an empowered way with a lot of humor um, as a woman. And so many women identified with that. So as the... And so it just kept going from there. And the humor has been something that I think really did set us apart because we've, we've been really fortunate to grow into a space as a, as a brand where we're able to have an opinion. And a lot of that comes from the approach that we've managed to maintain over the past four and a half years, which is, you know, discussing more serious topics around uh, issues and values that, that are really, you know, we're a mission-based company. So all of the, upholding all of that is really important to us, but, but adding in humor 
you know, helps us get our message across. You're listening to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Alex Williamson, the Chief Brand Officer of Bumble. We'll be right back after this. One word you wouldn't typically associate with a dress shirt is comfort. However, the folks over at Mizzen in Maine are changing this. Their shirts are incredibly comfortable. Mizzen in Maine makes dress shirts for men that fixes everything that's ever been wrong with shirts for so long. Their shirts breathe, stretch, and wick away moisture. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. They've taken the hassle out of looking great through wrinkle resistance and the ability to wash your shirts at home. No more last-minute ironing. No more after-work trips to the dry cleaner. It's a shirt that's worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. Head over to MizzenInMaine.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenInMaine.com, code SBR. I can tell you one thing. I'll be wearing Mizzen in Maine dress shirts at all future sports business radio road shows and sports PR summit events. I can't wait. Now, back to sports business radio with our guest, Alex Williamson. You know, last year, Me Too was very big and it continues to be a headline. And I just love, you know, all my listeners know this, but I'll tell you, I have a 14 year old daughter. I grew up with all sisters. So, you know, I, I've been around women my whole life. And I love the empowerment of the women. And if my daughter ever used this app one day, I would want her to be safe and, you know, to have this uh, network of people that she can trust. And um, I think it's great what you're doing. It brings me to my next point. I was really interested to see that the L.A. Clippers and Bumble made a partnership and that Bumble is the jersey patch of the Clippers. And then you also formed a partnership with Serena Williams and you work with her on Serena Ventures and she was in a Super Bowl ad. So my question to you is, what led you guys to think, you know, sports is a vehicle to promote Bumble? Yeah, it's a great question. It actually is the LA Clippers partnership came about. Um, well, I can even, I can even backtrack a little bit. We did a, for International Women's Day about, I think it was three years ago now, we worked with Ali Reisman and saw a really great response to her being seen as one of the, the biggest first movers in, in her industry. Um, and, and so working with her really showed us that there was a massive opportunity in sports and then, uh, fast forward to the partnership with the Clippers. Um, for us, we wanted to really move into a market that we hadn't addressed yet. Um, and you know, up to that point, all of our marketing had been focused predominantly on women. Um, and, and we wanted to be able to bring our message to a male audience, but do it in a way that was very collaborative. Um, and so having Bumble be the patch on, on the Clippers jerseys, actually we call it an empowerment badge. Um, where we are both values-driven companies that are, are dedicated to equality in the workplace. I mean, uh, when we were working on this partnership, their executive team was even split women. Um, and that was something that we really wanted to showcase and bring attention to in the NBA. Um, but I can tell you what's been so, so fun to see as somebody who's been at Bumble trying to get downloads, you know, the first 100 downloads in the beginning – um, seeing our badge on their jerseys and seeing this male-dominated arena uh, having a woman, a, a brand that's known for being women-led is so exciting to see. I mean, I think it's really powerful. And, you know, a couple of the players 
worked with us on some content and the amount of support that we saw directly from the players was really astonishing. When we first launched, we did a hashtag. It was stronger with her. Um, and it went about the entire uh, arena. And actually, one of the players wrote hashtag stronger with her on his shoe. I mean, we saw such an incredible amount of support from the team. And we were able to get our message across. And then working with Serena has been a dream. She's our global advisor. Um, she is so thoughtful and dedicated to to Bumble and our mission and vision. And um, she, when she worked with us on the Super Bowl ad, she was the uh, co-creative director with our founder and CEO, Whitney Hurd, and she provided so much valuable insight into that ad. Uh, with, I mean, she really is, she is just perfection on and off the court. And, and working with us, we, we've been able to see that as well. But she really does to bumble embody our brand. Um, she is a first mover. She goes after her life and the way that she wants to build it and, um, and you know, exudes kindness and uh, positivity everywhere that she goes. And I think that for us, we wanted to highlight Serena, the the wonderful person that she is, not just the athlete and the relationships in her life that make her who she is. Um, and so it was so great to work with her on that campaign. And then we're so thrilled to have her as part of the Bumble Fund as well um, and to have her partnering with us on that. When I was doing some research for this interview, uh, I found a pretty staggering statistic. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it said female entrepreneurs only get 2% of venture funding. And, you know, this Bumble Fund that you started with Serena Ventures is helping you. You had a recent pitch competition, but you're helping women get venture funding. I think it's terrific, but I couldn't believe how low that number was. Even, yeah, the number, it's even lower for women of color. And so we've been, the the fund is specifically for women of color um, and being able to p- provide uh, funding, you know, in, in ways and help bring to life different companies because, I mean, ours came about and we've seen such success with it and we've seen that women-led businesses really do succeed. Um, and so that's something that's really, it's been a, a huge passion of, of Bumble's to be a part of and help build and, and nurture young talent. So you recently had a pitch competition, uh, it looks like. How did that go, and what do you hope that that turns into in the future? That went really well. We just announced uh, through Bumble Fund and Serena Ventures two companies that we're investing in. Um, one is Aaron Carpenter of News, Nude Bar, and that's a company redefining nude and offering hosiery and underwear in 12 shades. It's actually hosiery that Serena herself has worn um, she wore it in Wimbledon and the U.S. Open matches. Um, so we're really excited to support that company. And then Arthur Raymond of Virtue Health, that is a digital health company that is for longevity with their first uh, consumer health products. Um, it's an AI-powered companion for women going through menopause. Um, and so we really are looking to, you know, bring to life, help bring to life these products that are, are women-centric and helpful for women. You know, we've this is our second round of funding, and uh, we're just hoping to, to continue to grow this and uh, support more women. So it's interesting to me, Serena Ventures just started, I mean, a couple of months ago. Did that happen in large part because Serena Ventures is working with Bumble Fund, or do you know if she had this in the works before you guys partnered up? 
I actually don't have an answer to that question. Okay. I mean, I just think it's, um, I think it's great. I can say, yeah. But I can say, I mean, what has been so great to be a part of is, is getting to work with Serena, the businesswoman. Right. Um, she also has her clothing line as well. And um, getting to really experience Serena as an entrepreneur um, on top of being the goat has been really, really fun for our team. So before I let you go, you're the chief brand officer. People listening to this interview right now, give me three or four adjectives that you want people to use when they hear Bumble. Uh, Kind, safe, and empowered. No, I think that when you think of Bumble, I want us to, I want people to, to know that we are challenging the status quo and helping people find healthier, happier relationships um, through our platform. As someone who's been at Bumble since the beginning, I'm sure that you've heard so many dating stories and people probably reach out to you for dating advice all the time and you've become like a, a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> but um, share with us a story of someone that met on Bumble and it turned into a happy story, whether it was dating, business or otherwise. Yes, uh, there there are so many stories. Uh, we have several groups all across the country. Actually, one of my favorite stories that I I just recently happened, I was in L.A., I was at a small barbecue and met this woman. And when she found out that I, she was there with her boyfriend and they had moved from New York to L.A. And uh, when she found out that I was part of Bumble, she said that Bumble BFF was a, one of the reasons why New York became home for her. She was able to meet so many friends. There. It was a massive group of women. And it was funny because when she said that, I realized that it was the same group of women that I had spoken to three years ago that had all traveled to Costa Rica together and had all these incredible experiences through BFF. Um, and that, and it was when I, when I met them three years ago, it was this aha moment where I knew that BFF was something that could be really special. Um, so it was amazing to go full circle and meet her randomly in LA. Um, and she was using Bumble BFF in, a, in LA as well. And then another story that I, I, always love to talk about is this it was a couple in vancouver um and they lived on the same block they went to the same coffee shop (laughs) the same dentist for three years they'd never met until they matched on bumble fell in love and were married four months later and i actually got ordained and officiated their wedding um (laughs) so it it's things like that those moments where we're able to be a part of people's lives and really be a part of not only the connection but then you know, be ingrained in the memory of, of the relationship that they're building with people is such an honor to, you know, for us to get, we have so many Bumble babies too. And just the fact that there's life out there that is a result of people connecting on our platform is, it's indescribable. You're listening to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Alex Williamson, the chief brand officer of Bumble. We'll be right back after this. I know many of our sports business radio listeners and my friends with pro sports teams fly by private or charter plane. So let me offer you this scattering report that will save you time and money. When flying into or out of New York City, there can often be long delays. That's why you want to fly into the brand new, pristine Republic Jet Center, located in Farmingdale, New York. That's just 30 minutes outside of New York City, making it the airport with the fastest time into Manhattan. Don't get caught up in delays flying into Teterboro or White Plains. Choose Republic Jet Center, and you'll experience all the reasons why you chose to fly privately. 
Republic Jet Center is a full-service, signature-select FBO that delivers an unparalleled level of customer service and safety to the private and charter jet industry. Enjoy Republic Jet Center's luxurious lobby and contemporary lounge in their new 100,000-square-foot facility. The concierge staff will gladly assist you with making any reservations you need while you're in New York City, from ground transportation arrangements, dining reservations, or even helping you with chartering a helicopter flight to Manhattan or the Hamptons. That'd be nice. Their comprehensive white glove FBO service and premier affiliations are compelling reasons why aircraft owners and operators benefit from selecting Republic Jet Center. Whenever I fly private in or out of New York City for the Sports PR Summit or the Sports Business Radio Roadshow, I now have a terrific new option, Republic Jet Center. For more information, visit RepublicJetCenter.com or call them at 631-881-9520. Follow them on Twitter at Republic Jet Center, and that's CTR for Center, or on Instagram at Republic Jet Center. Republic Jet Center, the official private airport partner of Sports Business Radio and the Sports PR Summit. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Alex Williamson. If you fast forward five years from now, what does your app look like? I see Bumble truly global we already are but i see it really um being you know deeply integrated like it is in the in the u.s and and in australia and the uk we in canada you know i I see it and and india as well i see it really being a place that is is truly global and a part of culture um in every country i see bumble being a true relationship one-stop shop Um, so, you know, we are very dedicated also to bringing real life experiences for our users. Um, we have Bumble Beauty coming that we're really excited about. Um, it's all of this is, these are opportunities that we have to really expand beyond what we're doing and create confidence in, in relationships. Yeah, I really think I like that idea of bringing the real life stories out because I think when people can relate to, oh, here's how this couple met and now they're getting married or, Here's how this, uh, you know, these two people met and now they're doing business together or they've been friends now for several years. I just think anytime you can make something realistic and, and bring it to life, it really helps. It, I mean, it, it is so true. These are, I mean, 55 million real people who are truly looking to connect and, and find people to, that bring value and they can bring value to their life. And I think, you know, for us, in the next five years, it will always be focusing on having the best product that we can for our users and making sure that they feel safe and empowered and, and confident and, and connecting with one another. Um, so as long as our users are happy and um, and really feel represented and protected by our brand and our product, then I think we'll be in a good space. Last question for you. We said you've worked with the Clippers, you work with Serena. Do you see more sports partnerships down the road for Bumble? Absolutely. I see, I just see more partnerships down the road for Bumble. I see more opportunities for us to connect uh, with different demographics than where we are right now and really help Bumble. You know, I think so much, we're so focused on the, on digital, right? Digital spaces and we really want to, be a digital space that that brings people into real life experiences and so um so much of that is sports and and sporting events and i think that there will always be opportunity for us there there's always opportunity for us 
you know, it's, it's an app that is really useful for anyone. Um, so the opportunities are endless for us. Alex Williamson, the chief brand officer of Bumble. Thank you so much for taking time to join us on Sports Business Radio. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Open Doors helps athletes share content on social. Founded in 2012 by two former Nebraska football players, Open Doors has become the world's leading athlete marketing platform. More than 6,000 athletes around the world use Open Doors to receive content from partners and publish to their personal social channels like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all with one click. Open Doors makes it easier than ever before for brands, including sponsors and licensees and properties, to push approved content through the players' social channels. Leading sports organizations like the PGA Tour, NFL Players Association, Major League Baseball Players Association, the LPGA, and dozens of professional and collegiate sports teams use the platform to send video highlights, photos, GIFs, and more to athletes. The publishing process is very easy and convenient. Once registered, athletes receive a text message when their team, league, or brand partner has content for them to share on social media. The athlete simply reviews the content and hits approve. Open Doors does the rest. If you're an athlete, start using Open Doors as a tool today to build your personal brand and maximize your value on social media. If you're a brand trying to connect with athletes who you thought you'd never be able to gain access to on your own, Open Doors is your solution. Open Doors makes athletes more accessible to the people who support them. Visit opendoors.com or follow them on social media at Open Doors. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. Thanks to Hadley Heck. She's a student athlete at Portland State University, and she's our new Sports Business Radio intern. I want to welcome ZipRecruiter to our family of sponsors. Again, really happy to have them on board. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. Happy to have them on board. And we want to remind you all the great places you can get the Sports Business Radio podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in wherever you get your podcast. You can find Sports Business Radio. So download us for on-demand listening. Subscribe, rate, and review us as well. We always appreciate the reviews. Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. The 2019 Sports PR Summit presented by the Players' Tribune will take place on Tuesday, May 21st at the Players' Tribune headquarters in New York City. The Sports PR Summit brings together senior PR and social media executives from across the sports world, along with elite athletes and national media members for a full day of on-stage discussions and networking. All attendees leave with ready-to-apply best practices and with a better understanding of how to maximize relationships with the media and the athletes they work with. This year's Sports PR Summit lineup features NBA Commissioner Emeritus David Stern, Sports Illustrated Executive Editor and 60 Minutes Correspondent John Wartime, and an exclusive roundtable discussion featuring elite athletes who work with the Players' Tribune. 
Past Sports PR Summit speakers have included NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, NASCAR legend Jeff Gordon, NFL greats Michael Vick, Demarcus Ware, and Anquan Bolden, WNBA greats Lisa Leslie and Swin Cash, ESPN reporters Tom Rinaldi and Jeremy Schapp, The Atlantic reporter Jamel Hill, and my friend New York Knicks head coach David Fisdale. The Sports PR Summit has sold out each of its first six years. We only have 125 spots for senior PR and social media executives. Reserve your spot today by visiting sportsprsummit.com. I'll see you at the 2019 Sports PR Summit on May 21st at the Players' Tribune in New York City.